Welcome to the Called Up Podcast. This is the place for the dreamers, the dreamers who desire to fulfill all God has created them to be. I am your host, Marquise Harris, and we will be talking all things faith, legacy, and the pursuit of purpose. Y'all, get ready, because it's about to go up. Well, welcome back to season two of the Called Up Podcast, y'all. I'm super excited. I had a chance to kind of reset, recalibrate, be able to prepare for this season. And I just want to thank, first off, all the listeners from season one, those that are coming back on for season two, and even the new listeners that we have on for this episode. I'm grateful for you all to come on. Uh, I'm the host of Marquise Harris, uh, just passionate about helping to build up the sake of the kingdom, being able to talk with good brothers, the guests that we're able to bring on just to say, hey, faith, legacy, and purpose is the point and the passion for this work that we're doing. And to kick us off for season two, y'all, I got a fellow brother in Christ, Dr. Kenichuku Wonko. Y'all, we got a gift here. And I'm and I'm and I'm gonna share just a little bit more about him. Uh just 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 a little bit. Then I'm gonna let him share the rest as we able to engage in dialogue. So he's a bicultural Nigerian American. He's been happily married to his beautiful wife for the past four years. Check this out. They are both dentists. So I don't know how many other dentist couples you know, but this is this couple here, powerful couple. And, and not only that, through the dentist work, but also understand the value that it goes to adding and serving the community. Uh, they're also active members in their work at the Shoreline City Church. Man, I just I just will leave it there and, and allow y'all to, to meet, whether it be the, the audio ways, the video format, Dr. Kenichukwumoko. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Thank you so much for inviting me, man, into this space, man. I love uh, faith, legacy, and purpose being the point and the passion um, of this of this podcast, especially to be able to be a part. So thank you for the invitation. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about my name, though. I know it's a long name. I do not go by that from the day to day. That's all. You're not speaking Hebrew. Don't choke. It's okay. <laughs> um, so my name is from Nigerian origin. Um, and it and it means thanks be to God, and that um, that posture of gratitude has really transcended every season of my life, and we'll kind of unpack that today with this uh, this, this 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 bro discussion. Hey man, thanks be to God, right? <laughs> on so many so on so many different levels. And so hey, we'll we'll jump right in and yeah. and just and just talk about a little bit that we that we journeyed in in the introduction where you know. As a as a dentist, man, you yeah. decided that as a, of all fields, you decided you wanted to go to, and you said, you know what, field of dentistry. There it is, Lord. Why? And tell us the story behind that. What, what what's the story behind that, man? So, Marquis, great question. So, it all starts from me being in a household that is very medically oriented. My dad's a pharmacist. My mom is in um, had a background in like PT type field. Not that she was a PT but she liked helping people in, in, in that field. And so it was like, okay, cool. Um, in, in Nigerian households, those who may hear, you know, you have a, only a couple of jobs you could possibly do and be approved of, right? One job yeah. is gonna be an engineer, next one's gonna be a doctor, businessman, or a lawyer. That's it, right? And so mm -hmm. at first I was gonna be an MD, mad respect to all my MD brothers, this is out there, y'all are killing and crushing it, so well done. And so I want to do facial reconstruction, right, Marquise? Uh, I used to watch Discovery Health Channel, and I see um, these beautiful children in foreign countries who have osteosarcomas of the face. 
And I was like, oh, I want to do facial reconstruction. I want to do that. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stories behind how I got there. Uh, but we'll go that part. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so uh, I go to college and I'm like, I'm going to be an MD. Um, first year, fantastic. Uh, and then I go to the dental office, right? And the dentist is like, yo, like, have you thought about dentistry? And I'm like, no, I want to be a facial reconstructive surgeon. I want to do facial osteosarcomas. I'm good. Just, just fix my teeth, check them, and I'm out, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. Just think about it and consider oral surgeons can do that. I was like, okay, I'll go home and Google. So, you know, I tapped into Google University, you know. Yeah. I, I did the wiki and um, I saw, oh, I can do dentistry like that. I can be an oral surgeon. Oh, I think get tired. I'll be a dentist. I'll check people's teeth. I'll do it. So I switched and aside, you can't do that. So, right. so aside, <laughs> yay ignorance. So I switched from pre-med to pre-dental, um, went through that, that season, um, had a blast doing that Marquise. It was great. Entrance exams went well, pre-dental uh, programs I did, um, got a mentor, all just God just blessing me with the, the, like the network and the increase in that. Um, and then I actually went to dental school and, I, and we'll unpack that for sure in dental school. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I went to an externship from an oral surgeon residency where I was like, you know what? This may not be for me. Had a great time at, at LSU Shreveport, uh, taking out teeth, going on rounds, doing calls. It was great. And then I had a one patient. And this one patient, Marquise, just really shifted the atmosphere, shifted my paradigm. He came in with fear. I'm like, oh, mm. let me put down my instruments and let me connect with you. So I was like, man, what's going on? What's, let's talk about it. Why are you scared? She unpacked that story and her, and her background, and, and she unpacked her present condition. And I walked her through the fear. That was really cool. Not right. because I'm some superhero, but because I was able to see her as a person, not just as a patient. Mm. And we talked her off the ledge. We numbed her up, got the tooth out really swiftly, and she was on her way. Never saw her again. Now, this has been many moons since then. But as mm-hmm. that moment, I realized I want to be able to have relationships with patients. I want to be able right. to have conversations with them and transform um, their paradigm. And so that led me to be a general dentist, not just an oral surgeon. Now, I do oral surgery still. I love oral surgery. Right. Uh, I did a residency. I was heavy oral surgery. seen that in the third. Um, but I absolutely love, love general because of what we can do. Mm-hmm. Man, so so let me backtrack a bit and just kind of map map this journey out. It went from facial reconstruction right. to oral surgery to then just general. Hey, I just want to be able to talking about MDOS to just simply general dentistry, and it's a crazy map. It's a crazy map right. because there are there are implications beyond simply just the 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 tactile what i'm doing day day with my hands right i mean, I mean mm-hmm. there are time implications there are financial implications to that but i Respect. realized just like what you were saying faith legacy and purpose i knew that my faith was to be able to use my gifts my legacy would predicate on how i use my faith and how i have the, the fruit mm-hmm. of my, my purpose ties into my faith being a christian man um, so God, hey, how are we going to maximize probably your footprint? How am I going to yeah. edify the atmosphere and glorify you? So it worked out. Mm. Super thankful. And so, oh my bad. Yeah, that that does that does create you know just an interdynamic when you talk about sort of that that storyline connection. And sometimes 
I think we we think about our faith walk as being very linear, oh, um, and it, yeah. and it just being step by step by step by step. And and sometimes it's just like, well, if you if you survey, if you get really 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 high in the air overview, it looks linear. But as you get closer, you realize like, nope, I had to go here, I had to go here, I had to go here, I had to go this way. Um, and just thinking about that journey. Um, so I want to pivot a bit yes. as you talk about that, that that journey through dental school. And I know that's a pretty powerful uh, perspective. And you talk about having to go from pre-med track to pre-dental. So what, what was it about unique about that dental school experience when you were walking those halls, when you were in those class about, you know, even leading into that process yeah. of going into dental school? What was what was key there? I love the question. I think when it comes to dental school, um, so there's this weird idea that dental school was easier than med school or that it is for med school rejects. Very interesting conversations. I think mm. people create these narratives that find self-affirmations um, um, by outward deprecation. And so um, I will not do that here. Um, dental school was difficult, um, not necessarily from a standpoint of academics, but just balancing a whole different set of, you know, time uh, specifications and requirements. Uh, I mean, you're a lady told me in dental school that like it is like drinking from a fire hose, <laughs> and that's what it was. I mean, we had 22, 21 hour, hour, hour semesters, and then we had labs. Wow. I remember, you know, staying late in the lab some days doing lab work for my patients. You know, it's it was it was great, but it was transformative because it allowed me to refine and got refine me and prune me and sense of tenacity and focus and plan. And these are skills that you have to have being a dentist. You have to be detail-oriented to make sure that your patients get the best possible care. And so mm -hmm. I've formed some amazing relationships at uh, Texas A&M, Baylor College Dentistry, now Texas A&M College Dentistry. Um, people I still talk to today, some right. I haven't had a chance to talk to, uh, but fantastic people uh, nonetheless, and dentists who are abroad, as, uh, domestically and abroad, killing it doing fantastic work for patients. And so for me, I think one of the best things was meeting the right people and forming the great relationships. I was asked questions and, and God was really able to ref, refine how I identified myself. Mm -hmm. Up to this point, I, had, I, am, I am still, but at that point I was pretty gregarious. It wasn't until dental school when I realized, Marquise, I needed to um, hone in my gregarious nature. It, am I being gregarious to welcome people into the moment or am I being gregarious just to perform? And so mm -hmm. when for God to really be able to bring that out, I was like, hey, can it's okay to rest? Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, um, there were some moments here and there that were difficult in terms of social moments, but all in all, amazing people, amazing opportunities. And God really allowed me to find community at dental school, doing Bible study, leading community group there, finding mm -hmm. the church. Um, to really ground me in terms of my identity and values that allowed me to have a different trajectory. So it has been pretty great. Mm. So, so with that, when you when you think about dental school and you even look at, I, I'm, I'm real big on representation um, and, and thinking about who you see that you sort of aspire, aspire to be. And, and with respect to individuals, we're all unique, but when we think about, you know, you talk about your family dynamic you knew medical field was going to be the field. You didn't know exactly which one, but you knew right. medical field was going to be it. Because when you looked in your household, you said, I got a doctor, I got a pharmacist here, I got this person here. And there was that expectation, right? right. But then we look stateside when you think about being in the United States. And, you know, I was doing some research and just looking up, like when, we're, when you're talking about the American Dental Association 
right. all across the board that 3.8% of all dentists are black, identified very black. Very small. Yeah, so, so very small percentage. And then we go into, if we wanted to even dive deeper into how many are bicultural Nigerian American, that, that's going to shrink even more. And so you, and so now you represent a portion of that right. in, in respect to the work that you're doing. So how much does that dynamic play into your professional practice? And even thinking about your, your patient's experience where you may be the first black dentist that a person has ever had before. Sure. And, and just knowing how, you know, is there apprehension? Is there just a level of, you know, what, it, what has that been, that process, just thinking about that awareness uh, through the journey? Great question. I think that's really powerful. I think um, for me, I want to speak to the idea of just being like a, a small percentage of the percentage, right? Uh, I was in residency in 2018, uh, 2018. I remember it was um, Black History Month, so February 2018. And uh, remember, 2018, only four years ago. And mm -hmm. I was treating this, this black man, awesome dude, great time. And he said at the end of my treatment, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, why? Um, mm -hmm. It's like, because my grandma would not believe that I'm being treated by a black dentist. Mm. So you make a really good point um, that we're underrepresented. That's really the cool thing. Those implications for me don't play as much in the day-to-day. -day. I know that sounds weird, but here's why. Because my lens is to see everyone the way I need to see them. Right. So, so as an African-American man, people already have preconceived notions on who I am and how am I going to act. What I get a chance is to pause, process, and then progress. That's that process I go through. Pause, mm -hmm. see the person. In that process and then go forward with that process so for me when i when a patient comes into the chair my wife and i get a chance to say hey who are you mm -hmm. we see you here there you are and we see you and mm -hmm. so i'm cracking jokes i'm complimenting them i'm honoring them i'm lifting them up i'm like oh wow he's different yeah not just a different black man but a different dentist and so my hope and my desire, as you have a, as purpose, my, my purpose is to transform paradigm to dentistry. And we'll mm -hmm. get into that later for sure, if you like. But for me, um, I don't see my race as needing to be um, a fuel, but it is honestly to me a fruit. A fruit mm -hmm. that I get steward, right? And there are seeds and fruit. So I, I pluck the seeds from, from my experiences and say, okay, when I have an African-American brother and sister come in, I get your, your apprehension. I get your fear. I get your reservations. Right. That, the cool thing about that, Marquise, is that I get a chance to create um, a different experience for them. Had a guy that I was treating the other day, um, and he was like, man, it was a big treatment plan. He said, I feel comfortable. The first time I feel comfortable with the dentist. Mm. Honored and humbled. Right. But what can I do to help other dentists do that? And how can I continue that culture? Right. So that's the heart about what we're going to be doing down the line. So appreciate yeah, that. no, respect to that. And I think, you know, something that you touch on that I think transcends any, any industry is the power of relationship building. Right? And no matter how much you try to say like, hey, I'm trying to sell this or I'm trying to do this. The power of relationships is so powerful. Is, is, you just you can't state it enough. Uh, and, and I think about that unique dynamic, even in being in the education field of when you're when you're in there you talk about the representation of educators and then dentists and then doctors and all these other things but also understanding now i have that 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 social and cultural capital to then connect with the individual that i'm dealing with and and for you when you talk about that that 
understanding sort of that apprehension and the fear that may then be associated not only with with dentistry because dentistry across the board folk folk afraid to go in that chair like you like, like it, it, it don't matter you you walk into that it's like Ooh, okay. I was just, you know, I was just at the dentist the other day, and and you know, I, I love, I actually, I love the experience because I know there's folk that are taking care of what it is, and they actually also then take a liking to the family, wanting to know, hey, hey, you just had, a, you just had a little boy, you just had this, and and just knowing that power of relationships and that connection, and so, I wanna, I want, I want to train. I want you to go a bit deeper, and I wanna, I wanna ask you this because, you know, you mentioned sort of just understanding where your your positionality as a black male within the the dentistry is also then a fruit of what it is that you're doing and and i think that's a powerful analogy to when we think about even what is played even sometimes when we consider it with within the black community around just general healthcare practices and we know the history associated with the damage the trauma and all of that so how do you look through the lens of of your unique placement and where you are the work that you're doing with your wife and how that then goes to continue to help tear down some of those barriers but then also approaching it uh in a new way so how how, how do you how do you navigate that piece of it I love, I love that. Two things come to mind. So um, internal cultivation leads to external fruition. So I have to navigate and sit and figure out, okay, what do I need to do differently internally? What's my perspective? What's my heart set? What's my head set so my hands can be effective, right? And so for right. me, I've had to kind of reshift my lens, right? Um, I'm a big man of alliteration so and stuff that rhymes, so just stay tuned and be patient. So hey, you're, we're with you. your lens will determine your legwork. How you see any moment will determine what you do, right? Makes sense. So lens leads to legwork. So for me, I've had to have a come to Jesus moment and say, hey, Ken, when you come into a space, how are you reflecting my personhood as my, as my presence dwells within you? Because I'm not asking for God's presence. It's, it's already here. The Holy Spirit abides in me. But I have to ask continually, hey, God, um, how am I going to represent your personhood? So this is all head and heart space. And then right. that transitions, right? That's internal cultivation, transition to outward fruition, internal fruition, saying, okay, this patient feels loved, this patient feels heard, this patient still listens, this patient feels welcome, and the list goes on. Um, and then those barriers breaking down because ultimately, like you said, relationship is a foundation. Right. Um, I like to say, my wife and I say this to couples we get a chance to connect with, the right rhetoric results in the right rewards. So how you speak about something ultimately changes the relationship. So mm -hmm. if I, if, so <laughs> again, alliteration, I talk to people about the five H's, right? How you communicate. If it's holy, helpful, healthy, honoring, and humble, the reward is gonna be super, like it's gonna be super, it's gonna be heavenly. So that's how I navigate these moments in these patient relationships. It's like, okay, am I lifting you up? My spiritual gift is encouragement. Right. So my calling is to, to, to establish confidence. Um, so I get a chance to do that. And so when people feel they're affirmed and seen and acknowledged, mm -hmm. ooh, you can't beat that. Mm -hmm. When they feel like they're connected with, barriers just come down, shot, 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 shot. And they're able to now release unto you whatever they're holding in and now right. we can walk hand in hand and join the journey with them mm. 
That you talk about alliteration. <laughs> it's like you got these five H's. You go through each of these, and and, yep. and being on that humility piece, I think is you know in in a journey where you can walk into a space, and you know I've been in situations where you know that that piece can be lacking, especially when you when you're entrusting someone with probably arguably one of the most intimate pieces of where <laughs> of what it is that you're dealing yeah, with. Not. And, and and you're at mercy. You're at their mercy. Like they mess you up, they hit a nerve. You're done. Like there there is no bouncing back from wow, <laughs> from that wow. as much as you try wow. to do. Wow. And 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 that's a and that's and that's an interesting man. But no, I, I appreciate that 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 lens because I think it just you know hopefully even enlightens others as they think about when they're dealing with you know even a, a, a measuring stick and and I say measuring stick sort of like a checklist to say hey. Am I at least being met? Are these basic needs getting met? You think about Maslow's hierarchy. It's like, you know, the basic needs of walking into a dentist's office or, you know, connecting with a person in general. Do I feel these things? Do I have a space where I feel like I belong? Number one. Like, if I feel like I belong here, my trust level is going to continue to grow and, and deal with that. Uh, but but I know we've talked a lot in the highlight of uh, of the work and with, within great reason, because I think it's, sure. you know, as we celebrate the successes and, and, and where it is that, that what we're talking about. However, I want to I want to ask, you know, how have you navigated some of the tougher challenges of being in this field? Uh, because as much as we want to be like, hey, guy, we know you got us and we also know you got us through the challenging times, too. Uh, so how, you know, as, as you talk about that part of the journey, you know, what was it, what has been one of those unique ones that you faced uh, in, in throughout? So, yeah, I mean, so right now, um, and I have been for the past, I'm a traveling dentist. I traveled dentists in Dallas. They asked me to come to the office to help them out. Humbled and privileged, whether they're on maternity leave or they're deployed or they're sick or maybe something happened in the family, a, a tragic event. I get a chance to step into those moments. And sometimes, of course, you know, it. I'll talk about internal and then external challenges. One internally is like making sure that I'm not finding my identity in how I'm being received, right? These mm -hmm. are my practices, and that's good. That's okay. I, I get a chance to create and cultivate culture. So God's like, hey, Ken, you're good. Don't. Sometimes they don't want to see me, and I'm like, man, mm -hmm. am I not good enough? And God's like, you're more than enough. You're just you're, you're just serving. So be a servant leader. Don't just mm -hmm. leave the Lord, right? And then externally, um, going into different spaces, sometimes patients have different types of culture than I have. I'm happy yeah. to go lucky, I'm uplifting, da, da 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 Some people come in irate and upset. So it's interesting. This past year, I remember, well, past several years, I guess, I've had some occasions where uh, patients got a little bit testy. Mm. And um, me being the man that I am from the Nigerian background, um, we don't play when it comes to being tested. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> I've had to humble myself in moments and say, and I'm I'm a, I'm a joker. I'll be super I'll be super like you know lighthearted. However, Marquise, if you get me to a point, I can be very different. Mm -hmm. uh, I will never call you out your name. But I'll like a flip switch. I'll become very serious, and I'll call. I'll be very have have much candor and be very direct, and I'll let you know what's going on real quick. Yeah, um, it's not a point of pride, some point of observation that I've seen myself. I remember one time a patient was irate to my staff. I do not play that. My staff is right. my favorite, and I said, "Ma'am, um, we want to have respect for everyone here. Continuity of respect." You to her, her to you, you to me, me to you, and everything in between. If you cannot follow that, 
We have a zero tolerance for disrespect, and this might not be the place for you. She quickly changed her tune. Oh, I want to be here. I, I, I don't mean that. I, and I, I'll drive from Austin. I'll come to see you. It's like, cool, great. And mind you, I'm traveling here. I don't work there. Right. But the reality is that people want to be reminded of standards. And so we get yes. to communicate that very well. Um, happened again with a patient. Patient was getting outright upset. He's in pain. I'm like, hey, you know, this was going on. Well, da, 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 da. I'm like, hey, you know what? You're doing something that's going to be very dangerous to me and my staff, and I can't work on you through that. Well, da, da, da. no, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not my intention, but this is what we're asking for you. What, what do you think? And then, you know what? He's like, da, da, okay, fine. This and that and the third. Got his tooth out. He was feeling great. Man, I'm so sorry. I got to go. Because the reality is, like, me admitting maybe I'm coming off the wrong way sometimes. Right. Um, point of accountability, people love accountability. People love being said, oh, man, you made me feel this way, and you acknowledge that? All right, I'll tone down. So I'm mm-hmm. in a way of um, navigating being a peacemaker in, in, in a lot of moments. You know, bless yeah. those who are peacemakers to be able to bring people back to factory setting so we can go forward. Mm-hmm. So it's been really, really cool, I think. Business side, stay tuned for that. Um, we're opening a, a business. I don't know the business difficulty, right? But the building of the business has been moments of just recentering around Christ to make sure Marquis and I'm not missing an opportunity um, yeah. to stay grounded in Him because there has been difficult moments or stressful moments. I was losing hair a little bit. I faded it out, <laughs> um, but uh, I was losing Dang, hair. Gotta do it. Know, getting a practice and this, you know, credentialing with insurances and then getting a house and all this just crazy season but the reality is i had to focus on fundamentals um yeah. and that would be of one of dentistry but also of faith yeah man <laughs> you talk about that journey sometimes you just gotta let folks know hey don't forget where you're at like i can still love on you love you but don't forget where you're at and and, oh, and who and where you and where you're supposed to be because uh, we you you came here <laughs> don't disrespect me i will expect knowing and i'll let you know something wrong swiftly Oh yeah, no, we 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 still do it in love with grace, but make sure, there's, hey, there's grace and truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, it may be a little extra salt on that, but that's okay. You know, it just uh, <laughs> the flavor's okay. You know, yeah. Okay. Hey, we gotta we gotta let them know every now and then. No, and that and that's respectful. And 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 so today, I want I want to pull something. You you talked about you know being in the early part of the journey. Of yep. of opening in a practice and, and specifically opening a practice with your wife. I know yep. most folk when they think professionally, it's like husband, you go do this. Wife, sure. you go do this. We'll see you at the house. Very rarely do you see the dynamic going together, especially in an industry such as such as that. I've I've not met personally anyone in in that in that dynamic. So what has that that experience been like? I know you talk about being early on and. And really getting some of the foundational pieces out of the way before it officially launches, but uh, you could just share some pieces about behind that. I think it's it's an incubator of growth. Mm-hmm. It's an incubator of growth for my wife and I in our marriage. You know, going not going from, but adding on, being partners in marriage to being partners in business. Uh, we had a conversation last night about so let me know how. I'm communicating, how she's communicating, how we can do it better together. And we have mentors that are really speaking into our story, Marquis, about setting boundaries. But also, this was happened yesterday. One of our mentors in business was like, hey, my wife and I are business together, but how do I be present emotionally for her from business-related things? Because I'm a business partner, right? There's levels there. We said there's going to be boundaries at home. 
So for me, it's navigating how am I going to be present with my wife? Let's say maybe I cause that emotional discomfort, mm -hmm. but how do I become off business partner to husband and be right. present? Like, you know what, when this happened, I felt like this. So one thing my wife and I do, we don't say you. This is for uh, any type of relationships. Um, when, we, when we share this with couples, like never use the word you. And that's an aside. So we say, so when this happens, I feel like this. So that's us being emotionally present in this moment. I think that's going to be the biggest thing, navigating boundaries and bandwidth mm -hmm. um, as we are going. Because I'm going to see her all day, right? I'm going to be saying, wait, wake up, get dressed, go to work, lunch, take half of the day, go home, dinner. It's going to be great. We're having a blast. She's my best friend. We're going to be navigating how do I steward this season of uh, yeah. partnership. So I think it's going to be great, but it's really God humbling me and saying, hey, Ken, yeah, you're a communicator. Great. But here's some ways you can go next level. And that's with mm -hmm. being more sensitive, be more attunement to my listening and not just hearing. And then asking questions. Uh, we call them stop checks. Stop. Hey, honey, how you feel about this? How you feel about that? This and that and the third. Mm -hmm. And then action steps going forward and saying, hey, I'm going to do this differently, and then actually doing it. Because it's easy to yeah. give vacations. Oh, honey, I'll do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing happens. So it's following up those asks with your actions. Yeah. Man, no, those there, there are some nuggets in there. You even think just relationship aside, like, I mean, business part aside, it's just like, look, some basic communication I know is, as husbands sometimes, man, you know, we always get to, we get the rep like, you know, you're not really tuned into the emotional side and you're trying to like, we're, we're about, Hey, we got to take care of business on yeah, one end and the other. Uh, <laughs> there are so many layers to unpack with that, right? Like there are layers yeah. to unpack when you're going through moments and it's important for us as husbands, we both have two beautiful wives. It's important for us to be present um, within the capacity and the capabilities of our spouses, right? Being sensitive yeah. to that's how, that's how we as men leave. We think, oh, leadership is this. Leadership is simply leading and not lording. Leadership allows us to lead within the capacity of our, who we're leading and right. ourselves. So it's really being attuned internally. Remember, internal cultivation leads to external fruition. So navigating mm -hmm. that reasonably and saying, okay, she's feeling this way right now. How do I respond given my capabilities and my capacity? So it may be a long day at home. And Marquise, yeah. I'm getting just tired. Um, I may not have the bandwidth, the capacity to do this, but capability to do that. So it's really leaning on Christ to kind of, uh, I say, mesh those kind of dissonances together to allow for God to be glorified. And as well, your spouse, my spouse, to be, to be seen and listened to and connected with. Oh yeah, because that's that's the bottom line. Like, do you hear me? Even though I know we talked about all day and all the different challenges that we were dealing with with patients, but no, and that's and that's admirable. And I, you know, we continue to pray you all forward through that journey and and just know how important that that piece is. And you know, for for those that are listening out there, lead not Lord, lead light not Lord. We'll say that one more time for those in the back, <laughs> because that's that's such a critical that's such a critical leadership concept. That, that in our homes and when we think our marriages, when we think in relationships, when we think even on the job, when we're in leadership capacities, lead, yeah. not lord over and, and, and just understanding that. And so uh, as we kind of wrap this, you know, there's a couple couple more things I'm, I'm just curious about. So as you talked about the the journey of just navigating since the very beginning where you weren't even necessarily sure 
how you were even going to end up in the medical field. You just knew. But what about those that are legit like, I woke up today and I know dentistry is the call for me. What advice would you have for them, especially when you talk about staying true to your values? Uh, because I think in, in, in professional practice, let me give a quick context here, that there's this idea that your your faith is separate from your work. And when you're looking at the two differently, that they don't necessarily integrate. And you become two different people when you're in the corporate setting, so to speak, and then whenever you're in a ministry setting. But when we're talking about bringing those two into alignment and those that are still wanting to trade to stay true to that, and you talk a lot about that piece, and I know you share some piece, but as you're, as you're thinking about that context in relation to those that are aspiring to go into the dentistry field, those that are aspiring to, you know, be be a part of that, what, what would you say is in, in that with that context in mind to those out there? Great question. Um, I've got to say about that, and I'll, I'll try to be concise. Um, one, um, God didn't deny you, don't deny him. Mm. So when I was applying dental school, every single interview, and people told me before, we'll talk about religion, politics, whatever. I'm like, okay. Every, every interview, I talked about God. And guess what? Mm. I got admitted to every place I interviewed. Mm. The first person asked me, hey, you know what? How, how do you maintain faith in dental school? Oh, yeah, when I was in dental school, you know, I went to church and I tried this and that and it worked out. I was serving. Second interview, I was blatant here. Are you a Christian? Are you kids? And it's like, no, at one time I wasn't, but now I am. And my kids were praying for it. I was like, great, praying for your son. The third interview, I say, you know what? And then this one, this one point I already knew. I knew her already. I said, how did you navigate your faith? And I found God in, in, in dental school and I just pursued him readily. So for me, I knew that I knew that staying true to my faith mm-hmm. was going to bring fruit. In reality, if they did not, Christ, I didn't grow up in a heavily Christian home. And God mm-hmm. pursued me through it. So I knew Marquis that denying him would be foolish at the very right. least. So showing him in a very big part of my life was going to bring fruit because it's for his glory, right? That faith, legacy, purpose. And I realized that if I was going to be, if I was not going to be admitted because of that, then I don't need to be there. So I would say, don't allow people to deter you from sharing your faith if it's a big part of your life. I'm no mm-hmm. judgment. Not hope it is. You're invited to the table. There's a seat for you. But if it right. is a part of your life, own it. It's your identity. Be okay with that. Um, I would say, in addition to that, um, make sure that you are writing down your values. You ask about mm-hmm. values. Ask them, what are my values? Write them mm-hmm. down. Pray over them, fast over them. Think about, okay, God, is this something I need to connect with or something I need to leave behind? You know, what needs to be pruned and what needs to be needs to be planted? What needs to be watered? Um, yeah. Sometimes our values that we think are really values are not actually values. Mm. And so it's going to be a point of asking God, hey, Lord, am I aligned with your Holy Spirit in this? Are you calling me to dentistry? Um, and there are other things to consider in terms of the logistics of dentistry and the financial part. I won't get into that. But from a value standpoint, ask God, hey, Lord, are my values attuned to what your word tells me about me? Yeah. Secondarily, 
Am I putting my identity in Christ or in what I think is my calling? Because mm. it's easy sometimes to mix that up. Oh, God, I feel called. Like, let's say some ministers, I'm called to minister, and their identity is on the platform rather yeah. than um, in the pew looking up to God. And mm. that's the problem. And so I've had to make sure that my identity marquee was not tied to dentistry, it was tied to Christ. Yeah. Everything is a means to his ends. And so having mm. that lens will allow you to determine if ministry is for you, medicine, engineering, whatever. Um, at the end of the day, it's about us stewarding the story. Mm -hmm. That I've been over here taking some notes because I was like, man, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to go back and make sure I quote that piece. Because there was this sense where God did not deny you, so don't deny him. I mean, if, they, if, if there was ever a nugget to take away from anything that you do and just going forward, and deny you it's at, at minimum understand when you do have the opportunity to honor and and what it is that you do man and and i appreciate that that lens too because it is a good reminder you know because sometimes we can feel like maybe we have if it is an important part of who we are in our and and when we talk about true identity that then maybe we have to put this this piece just in the corner until we have to pull it out at the right time as opposed to understanding and leading with that and understanding that our, our our field of work, wherever it is, right. it vocationally is still our field to right. then go toil and work as it relates to the ministry. And I think I think that's such a that dynamic is is so misunderstood and wanna make sure that we just continue to be great stewards of that uh in, in, in the work and so it's it's one of those things, man, you know, as you as you continue forward and, and sharing. So I'll give you last words before I before I give you the opportunity to uh, share how people can connect with you. Is there anything else you want to add uh, as as we talk about kind of bringing this piece to a close? Yeah, one thank you again for the opportunity. Um, and when you're presenting your faith or you're putting out the forefront, there's always going to be nuance. Um, the scripture tells us, right? Tim tells us that the Holy Spirit will give you words to speak. Right. That's when mm -hmm. the disciples, and Jesus was talking to disciples about, you know, to bring before the courts, you know, in in in, in another time of judgment or it's that time of persecution. The Holy Spirit will give you words to speak. The Holy Spirit that He's forecasting for them and He that happened, same way for us. So you know, right. you don't have to be persecuted for the Holy Spirit to tell you the words to speak. Just ask God, mm -hmm. Hey Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. Maranatha. You your prayer don't have to be overly long. No. God mm -hmm. And God continually moves. The scriptures tell us, my father is working, always working. And so the cool thing, so as God's will close, I think that pray, pray that God gives the words and how to share. Just to walk forward without fear, um, with purpose, with vision, um, with excitement, um, with thanksgiving, rejoicing in prayer. And then everything Amen. should be pretty solid. Amen to that, brother. No, I appreciate that. No, those are those are good nuggets there. So how can people connect with you, support your practice as you're getting ready to open up? How can people connect with you? Yeah, um, I'm I'm super new to self-marketing and self, you know, uh, you know, that's not even a thing that I even have been doing. Um, so our practice is called Confident Smile Studio. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas. Um, if you have friends and family in Dallas, um, check us out. We're building the Facebook page now, the IG right now. Um, uh, we're excited to share the story and to serve you. 
I think the big way to connect with me personally is to, is to email me at uh, confidencemomstudio1 at gmail.com. That's our business email um, as of right now. Um, and of course, that way we can go back and forth. If you have questions about scheduling or just investment, we're not taking investors. We're not, we're not a corporation. We're just a, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say mom and pop because we're young. We're just a you know just a yeah. young couple. <laughs> we're just a young couple practice. Down the line, we may think about expanding, but right now we want to serve the community that we're around. If God gives us that forecast yeah. and, that, and that platform, happy to dive in. Um, but the yeah. best way to handle us is through email, uh, social media, and follow us, and then send us encouraging words and and then send send us your patience. Uh, your, your, well, not your patience. You have patience. Well, unless your position is great. But send, right. us, send, us your, send us your family members, because if you're watching this uh, podcast or listening, you're the type of patient we would love to honor, be honored to see. Mm-hmm. That means your family would be too. And um, mm-hmm. we're a free full service practice. Um, whatever your needs are, we want to serve you. Our mission is to create confident smiles and cultivate confident people. Hmm. Well, there it is. If there's a tagline and a commercial that's ready, the Confidence Smile Studio can be located in Dallas, Texas area. Y'all, you know, as as always, man, it's, I'm so excited and honored to bring in, you know, the, the connection. I call the web of, of, of just powerful, you know, individuals, young, insightful, but also full of a lot of wisdom, you know, via the Holy Spirit just being empowered. And so I just pray that, you know, those that are listening out there, that you continue to be encouraged. You share this with somebody like, hey, man, there was a lot of great things that were shared here today and as we go forward throughout season two stay tuned share like subscribe uh with anybody that you just know that could be encouraged by this and as i go forward and continue to 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 go go in this work hey don't y'all forget as always it's time to go up until next time y'all take care